Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Huzaifa, and today we are talking about games in education. Not video games, but games, or essentially anything fun, fun activities that you can incorporate into education. And really what this will be is more or less an anecdotal example from my experience that I wanted to share with everybody. Because it's something that I tried a few times in the classroom at the school that I was, where I was teaching math for fourth grade. I tried it a few times and it was awesome. It was so much fun. It was overall a, a big success and a big hit with the kids. Like kids were, after the first time we, we played this particular game, other kids wanted to play. And this is all for math, mind you. And then after the second time, more kids wanted to play. And, but I also want to talk about some things that didn't go so right with the entire experience and how I plan in the future to account for things like that again. But all in all, it was great. It was so much fun. So what we played and what we did was we played Math Jeopardy. So I'm sure this isn't a genius brand new idea. I know lots of schools, I played. we played sorts of trivia games to prepare for tests or to study when I was a kid. It's it's a old technique that's been going on for a long time and it's very effective, super fun. A little can get a little competitive and that's that's one of the pitfalls that I want to talk about a little bit later. But man, it is so engaging. And and the kids just loved it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a, a little bit about how I set everything up and Basically, I'll just explain, and and I want to talk about the three different times that we played because that was really important too. So I'll talk about all this stuff, and you guys can get an understanding of how I did it. If there's any teachers out there that are listening or any parents that want to recommend this to teachers, you can maybe, I'm going to provide some information in the show notes that you could show to teachers, or if you're a teacher, you could use yourself to perhaps try and create a similar type of game for your kids so they can really get get some fun while they are learning their math. So the first thing I thought about when I tried to create this game for my kids was how am I going to do it? Am I going to write these things up on a whiteboard or chalkboard, right? Like all the different categories and the numbers. And that just seemed to be a bit cumbersome. And we have at the school that I was teaching and that I'll be teaching at next year, we have these amazing projectors and onto screens that you can basically you can connect your computer into it and you can you know they're interactive whiteboards and you can also draw on your computer or, you know give a presentation if you want to whatever they're very they're very sleek so i said okay well instead of doing it maybe an old school way or using physical props for the questions maybe note cards things like that i wanted to do something that we could just project up and make it 
seem interactive and cool. So my first thought was, all right, well, I'm pretty good with PowerPoint. Why don't I build something in PowerPoint that's interactive and where you can program it so you have the screen and you click the questions and it goes to the question, but that seemed like a lot of work. And I, and I figured, well, before diving into it and trying to make it myself, let me see what's out there. And lo and behold, there's amazing Jeopardy templates that already exist for PowerPoint. So I downloaded one of those, which I think is really great, which I'm gonna share with you guys, so you guys can also check it out if you want. It doesn't have to be for math, by the way. This can be for anything. I just chose to make it about math. I downloaded that, customized it a little bit, put in my categories, and we were good to go. How did I figure out my categories? Well, it was just based on what we were actually about to take a test on that particular week. So my categories, I'll just tell you what they were. We had one that was mental math. By the way, for all of these categories, the kids were allowed to basically write on paper to try and get to the answer, except for the mental math category, which was, which was really fun. So in the mental math category, they couldn't use pen and paper. They had to come up with questions on their own, uh, just basically using their mind. I'm gonna go through some of the questions that I wrote up for this as well. I had another category called fractions, decimals and fractions. We were working on that. Conversions, okay, so that had to, that some of these are a little bit from earlier units, conversion of different units. We had area and volume and data analysis. Should be calculating mean, median, mode, looking at graphs, trying to understand what's going on in, in different graphs. So it was a lot of fun and the cool thing about this template is, in, for this PowerPoint template, is what happens is you, you have this main screen, the title screen, just like in Jeopardy, the scoreboard, with all the different point values and all that. And when you click on one, and it takes you to the question, after you answer the question, it has another button all pre-programmed in that you click to go back to the main screen, but then now it changes. Now the, the num that number, that particular question that you just answered, is now grayed out. So you know that, just like in real Jeopardy, you know that it's no longer available. You have to answer one of the remaining available questions. So it was really fun. And the way that I, the other the other thing that was cool was for these problems, sometimes we'd, we'd do things in the classroom where kids would try to come up with answers faster than other kids, right? With mental math or things like that, we'll have little competitions. In this case, I changed it as far as how the normal game of Jeopardy is run. I gave each team, so we'd have two teams, and then the person, that one person was selected from each team at a time. They choose a category and a question. When they get that question, they get a certain amount of time uninterrupted, not competing, just uninterrupted, where they can think and try and answer. If they get it, in, if they answer incorrectly, then the other team, that one person standing up there has a chance to steal. So then they get the same amount of time, they get to steal, and so on and so forth. I didn't take points away for incorrect answers. The only time I did, because I just felt like it'd be too difficult, too much pressure, I felt like it'd be more fun, hey, you get, you take a crack at it, you don't get it right, fine, you just don't get anything. The only time where there was a penalty for an incorrect answer was for Final Jeopardy, because I wanted the kids to have the experience of trying to decide how much they should wager, how that will affect their, you know, how the category will affect their wager, so on and so forth. So there I said, hey, be careful what you wager because it's going to, if you get the question wrong, you're gonna lose that amount from your point total. 
So that's kind of how I set it up. I had I had to have some really strict rules about no talking in the class because kids got very excited, very into it. So we had to be pretty we had to be pretty strict as far as the rest of the team trying to be respectful of the kids that were up one at a time. And then we also I still had daily doubles, but when the daily doubles came into play, I decided to use a to modify the rules again. So if you got a daily double, you could you could then go and confer with your team. You could confer with your team. You guys could all collaborate and come up with the right answer. And and there you could bet again. And if you got it incorrect, the other team could then steal the daily double as well. So there's a lot of opportunities for all those types of things. It was super fun. And the splitting up the teams, I also tried to split teams up somewhat so that we have kids that normally maybe aren't the best of friends, aren't always working together. We kind of changed up the dynamic a little bit, which I thought was cool. It's a good social dynamic for the class. So that's that's kind of how I did it as for the first time. Now I'm gonna just tell you some of the sample questions. I'm gonna tell you about the next two times as well because it gets more interesting. So I'll give you some sample questions here. For the mental math, right? So I had four times nine for the lowest point question. Uh, if we have some of the, high, the highest level question, it really involved order of operations. It was four times eight plus three times 14. And the what kids had to do was they had to remember, wait, we gotta do four times eight and three times 14 first. So that gives you 32 and 42. Then you add them together to get 74. Right? So for some of these decimal problems and fraction problems, like I had adding fractions like four-fifths and nine-thirteenths, uh, we did stuff where we had to do 8.46 divided by three. That was another question. Kids could use their whiteboards or scratch paper to answer that stuff. We had some conversion questions, something like this. Justin weighs 56 kilograms. He eats 6,500 grams worth of apples. How much does he weigh now? So again, if you want to actually answer it, pause, think about it. So he's 56 kilograms. He eats 6,500 grams worth of apples. How much does he weigh now in kilograms? So of course, the 6,500 grams, you convert that to 6.5 kilograms. You add it together and we get 62.5 kilograms. Some stuff from the area and volume, you, we, we had some rectangles where you have to calculate the area. You have to remember, we have to multiply the width times the length. But I had one really cool problem. This was actually a daily double. And we said, what is the area of the figure below? Is a rectangle. And the length was eight feet and the width was six inches. So this was really cool because Kids had to really pay attention, make sure, and I wanted them to collaborate on this one. That's why I made it a daily double. I wanted them to make sure they caught the fact that we got two different units and not just multiply the numbers. So the kids that did it correctly, and they got this by the way, what they did was, you can kind of choose, right? You can you could do this in inches squared, or you could do this in feet squared, but it's always easier to go with the bigger unit. So you convert that six inches to a half a foot, Got that eight foot, still stays the same. And then you multiply those. So you just take half of eight, half one half times eight, which gives you four. And your answer is four feet squared. Or if you want to do inches, it ended up being 576 inches squared. Much more difficult uh, answer to come to. For some of these data analysis questions, we have bar graphs and we were asking, what's the mean? It was candy bar sold. And we and these seven different people who were selling them, we had to calculate the mean, the mode, the median, different stuff like that, also the range. And that was basically it. 
for the questions. And we had kids coming up one at a time and it was so cool. What happened was everybody was just getting really, really into it. I did give the option for the second time we played for certain kids to opt out if they didn't want to play. I said, if you don't want to play, if you don't feel comfortable, and this is just my personal choice, you don't have to do this if you're a teacher. If you're not comfortable, you can work on math independently. And we use a program called Alex. And Alex is an amazing math program that you can really work on independently. So for kids who didn't want to participate, they worked on Alex independently. And I think there was just maybe one the first time that uh, that didn't want to play. So he worked on Alex. I was totally fine with it. He still got a lot of good stuff done. And it was a, it was a huge hit. I even I offered a prize for the kids. There's a cafe right across the street from from where I work. And so the prize was if you if for the winning team, I will take you guys all during a 15 minute break that we have every day. I'll take you guys to Garden Cafe. And when we went there, then they got to get one thing. We all we have a very we have a no sugar policy at the school that I work at, which I think is awesome. So you can't bring candy you know any like sweet drinks stuff like that they're not allowed and same goes for even if if i take them here so they we had specific things that they could get they have fruits okay of course fruits great but no artificial sweet sweetened things or they got i think one kid got french fries not the most healthy thing in the world but it was it was actually allowed so they got to get one thing that they they wanted to eat bagel something like that and we came back and they loved it. It was super, super fun. And I had a great time too. And so after we had this first time with Jeopardy, everybody were in the class, and, and we have our math group split into three different groups. So it was just my math group that got to play. But then everybody heard about it, then everybody wanted to play. And I felt kind of bad because it, it was fun and I didn't want to exclude the other kids. So I said, okay, let's do it again and let's include one of the other math groups, okay? Because I felt like it was gonna be a bit difficult to get everybody involved. So this time I said, okay, well, we'll let's at least get two of the math groups together and we'll play again. But this time I wanted to modify it. And the way I modified it was I filmed it. And the reason why I wanted to do that was because I wanted to, I love, film, I love video editing, I love all this stuff. I knew I could make something that was a clean, good product that actually kind of looked like a real Jeopardy show, which which I was able to do, it was really cool. And we filmed it, I used two cameras and to, to capture a few different things, plus I was able to use screenshots of the board, so it looked almost like there's three cameras in the room. But we filmed it and it was so much fun one of the teams, it was really close too. It came down to, to the final Jeopardy. One of the teams won. They're all jumping around, going crazy when they won. It was, it was all caught on camera. It took me about three weeks. It took a long time to edit it. It took me about three weeks to edit it. But when I finally edited it down to, so it took like an hour and 15 minutes to play. When I finally edited it, I got it down to 14 minutes. And it was just question to question to question. I cut out a lot of the thinking time, stuff like that. So it really flowed like a... TV show and then we got to send it out to the parents so the reason for that was and and oh not only that we sent it out to the parents but then the kids we we spent a day at the last 15 minutes of class we watched it all together and it was so much fun because the kids got to watch each other watch themselves again share it with their parents their parents get to see what we're doing in class and in school 
my original also thinking for this video was to put it on the school website so parents who are interested in coming to the school could see the types of things we do and see how much fun it can be to have these engaging activities with math. Because of course, sometimes kids aren't so excited about math and they were super excited about this. That was my original thought for filming. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't realize this, but at the school that I work at, there's certain kids that uh, actually don't wanna be on sort of public facing videos. And for, for whatever reasons, it's just something, you know, their, their parents don't want that, and that, which I totally get. And because of that restriction, we're not actually allowed to, to post the video and showcase for other parents in other schools, which was a bummer. But even still, it was so great just to have their parents. And then their parents will watch it. They come talk to me about it like, oh, that was so cool. That was so fun, etc. That was really, really cool. I want to do the filming again. But that, but next time when I do it, I want to see if we can actually get some people to sign off and say, oh, you know what, for this, it's okay. Um, of course, I'll leave it up to the parents and the kids as well. But I think that would be really cool to be able to share. And then they could share it out with their families and friends and so on and so forth. So it was a great experience. The editing did take a little bit of time. I put some Jeopardy music in there and some different visuals from the actual show just for fun. And yeah, it was it was actually really, really cool making it. I really enjoyed it and really enjoyed showing it to different people as well. So that one went off without a hitch, it was great. But now let me talk about the third time we played. So the third time we played, we played because the last group, the, the third group that hadn't had a chance to participate, was coming up to me almost every other day asking me about Jeopardy, can we play, can we play? Because they, they heard about it and of course, my initial thought was, you know what, I'll do it. I'll do a special one for you guys, just you guys. And then the other groups didn't like that. They wanted to participate. They didn't want to be excluded. So I said, all right, fine. We combined everybody. And I think it was about 18 kids. So we decided to do one big Jeopardy game. We split the teams. And this time I didn't film it. but this time, And it was a little bit more cramped. So there's a little bit more energy, a little bit more excitement. And we... We played. Well, it was going really, really well. And it was, man, it was a close game. And actually, the, the cool thing was the team that was behind at the end, sort of behind throughout the game, they got the, the final Jeopardy question right. The other team, they were super close, but they made a little miscalculation. They got it incorrect. So it was kind of a fun comeback story. And there was also some kids that up to that point hadn't gotten a chance to be on the winning team. So they were really excited about that and that was really cool but something happened at the end which which actually ended up to leading to some students really really upset and this was a good learning lesson for me is we had some bragging going on at the end and, and sort of it was not it was bragging but it was also kind of like kids were kind of getting at each other the winning team like in your face type of stuff and then there was, and then from the other side, there was accusations that some of the kids, now remember I said I allowed some of the kids to work on Alex on their computers. Well, some of the kids from the other team then said, well, hey, they were looking up answers on their computer. They were using the calculator, which I know wasn't true. I know it wasn't true. They were just working on Alex and doing something else. But it just got really negative all of a sudden. And some kids got really emotional. That was that that was really unfortunate. So when that happened, man, we had to just we had to stop everything. 
we had to have a talk with the kids about being competitive in a positive way and how to handle both winning and handle both losing gracefully. So in the end, it worked out in terms of it was a great platform to talk about this type of stuff and and really talk about sportsmanship, etc. But it was it definitely got a little out of control. So what the my learning lesson is going forward when I because I'm sure I'm going to do it again next year, uh, a, a bunch of times and maybe beyond math too. It doesn't have to be just math. But the learning lesson for me next time is to have this talk ahead of time to let kids know that we want to be graceful winners, we want to be graceful losers, we want to congratulate each other, we want to do our best, and we want to have fun, but there'll be different opportunities to try and win, and let's let's stay, let's be professional, and let's try and be really, really, uh, let's be adults, even though they're kids, but it's, it's just that mature, trying to get that maturity level. And like I said, the other two times went, were fantastic. We just had a little bit of, I think emotions got a little high on that last time. So that was my whole experience, and it was great. I'm sure as I continue to do it more and more, uh, I'll learn more things about how to make it better and better as we go forward. But man, I got to tell you, when you watch the video, and I remember showing the principal of the school the video, and she was even watching, and she was like, you can see how engaged the kids are. You can see how how in the zone they are, especially when they're on stage and they're they're about to answer the question. It's so cool. It, it is just so cool. And I, I do see that with math. I'm seeing it with math more often now, uh, especially with private tutoring. Kids are engaged, but not like like this was something special. Kids can be enjoying math and having fun, but when it's around a game that's interactive, that's involving their classmates, and I'm not talking about video games. I'm talking about a like a game show simulation. It was really powerful. So anybody out there listening, if you are a teacher... I absolutely recommend you you try this out and, and try it out specifically in this way where it has a really nice clean interface. All the questions are presented really neatly, and yeah, it's 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 just really cool. If you can film it, you can edit it. That's that's even taking it a step farther. I know for me, I do a lot of film editing, so it wasn't as big of a deal to get it to look nice and and spend the time because I'm very comfortable with the editing software, but. If you are too, or if you want to give it a shot, man, I really recommend that too because it's a lot of fun for everybody, including yourself. So that's it for my anecdotal story about Math Jeopardy and using games in learning effectively. If you have any questions or comments, as always, feel free to email me at huzefa at scalarlearning.com. Again, I'm going to put this Jeopardy template for PowerPoint in the show notes. You can check out the show notes at www.scalarlearning.com. And if you haven't done so yet, I absolutely encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. We got new episodes coming out every day this summer. A lot of great information, a lot of great stuff. So please do that. And that's it. See you guys next time. Take it easy. Yeah.